When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 438 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. And today, just the two of us, three of us, with uh, Nomad's departure. We can make it if we try. We can make it if we try. He's headed to Akron, Ohio for the Walsh Ironman, Walsh Jesuit Ironman. We have to say the whole thing, and I have to yes. several names. Whereas it used to just be Iron Man, but then everyone kept going and watching an action movie <laughs> and not going to the tournament. Yeah. So now we we're have, doing the Iron Man triathlon. Right. We had a lot of people getting in shape accidentally when they really <laughs> just wanted to watch high school wrestling. It, it was a whole thing. So now, Walsh Jesuit Iron Man is happening this weekend. He's on his way. Spay's on his way. Um, Rock Heights can be there. Zeb, you may be familiar with his work, will also be there. I think this is one of Zeb's favorite events of the year. Yeah. It's a good I, one. I remember this was one that may have been the first time I ever worked with Zeb. And uh, watched him. If you, if you don't know who Zeb is, you probably haven't been on, on flow that long or that much. But kind of known for his interview style. And he gets right up in the dude's face. I remember him. he did one with uh, Drew Periano at Iron Man. And he had Drew, like, basically backed up <laughs> against a wall, surrounded by, like, a fake tree. And it was, like, right there. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm sure we'll have some good interviews coming from Zeb. But we'll maybe get to Iron Man in a little bit. Patty Gallagher's going to be there. Yeah, um, kind of big news. I think it was Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Monday night? Monday, Monday night. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get to it because we were jam-packed on yesterday's show. Slammed. But uh, number two, Patty Gallagher. I think he's number five on the junior big board right now. He won Fargo. Uh, won a big school Ohio State title last year over then number one Connor Brady. Mm. Um, it was kind of a, an upset, and he's been a guy that's been really high on like the junior high big board and everything. Um, St. Ed's kid, but he he's commits, really jacked. Yeah, an, mm. an insane pace. Um, he wrestled at who's number one, lost to Keegan O'Toole, but Keegan O'Toole's yeah. top five kid in his class. Um, he commits to Ohio State. And Nomad and I were talking about it in the office yesterday. Kind of surprising. I th- really? think we all thought he was going, going to, to Iowa. Iowa. Um, I know Nomad got that impression after being at who's number one with him and everything. And he just like had that. Uh, he kind of has an Iowa style. Mm-hmm. Super hard hands, really heavy pace. Um, and Iowa's had success going into Ohio and getting some kids. So uh, it kind of felt like he was going there. But it seemed like... With the way he announced and like the graphic, he was really excited to stay at home. Um, I think that meant a lot to him. Yeah, I think that. I think I think it's a good fit. Um, I think he would have done great at both. Oftentimes with these blue chip guys, they're just choosing between great situations. But you know, him staying, at, I think for Ohio State, he's a good fit in addressing an area of need. I don't even know what weight exactly they mm-hmm. they have him pegged as, um, fifty seven, sixty five, or whatever. Maybe we'll grow into something bigger. Or maybe he'll stay around in there. But it's a, an area of need for, for Ohio State, and they've had that area of 57 for, for a little bit now. So uh, I think it's a great fit. I think he's going to do really well for, for them at the next level. So congrats to Patty. Um, and he'll be at Iron Man, yes? Yeah, yeah, he's at Iron Man. Um, well, I'm putting together a college fan guide. I know um, a lot of college fans don't know the high school landscape as well, but there's a lot of – I looked at the seated guys. They'd seed 16 guys a weight, so I looked at all the seated guys where they're committed. So that way you can get an idea of uh, who you will be cheering on in the future. Yes, yes. So that's going to be fun. Maybe we'll get into a little Ironman later, some of the tougher weight classes there. But we got to talk about the the registration is filling up for Senior Nationals, the U.S. Olympic Trials Qualifier. I think that's what we're calling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's not the Ironman either. So we've got – a little bit of a um, kind of a wait and see game with some of these weight classes. Like f- for right now, fifty-seven kilograms has some hammers. Nashawn Garrett, 
who is already qualified, is uh, is going. Nathan Tomasello, mm-hmm. Vito Arugel, Zane Richards, Alan Waters, Corey Clark, uh, Clamara Pirelli. A lot of really tough dudes. That's without Spencer or Soriano, who we are anticipating will be in Fort Worth. So that's an absolutely insane. I mean, you think there's many of these guys will not um, qualify for trials here and may not have the opportunity. And then last chance is their literal last chance. Right. And it's the only remaining opportunity other than NCAAs, which many of these guys cannot wrestle in. One thing that is unique about last chance, though, I believe they're taking the finalist. Really? I, I'm pretty sure I can double check that while we go ahead and start talking that about the field. That's yeah, right, They're right? taking top two. Yeah. And that is the only tournament where a wrestler who has already qualified cannot enter. Um, so, yeah, so it'll be all guys who haven't qualified yet and top two get a spot. Usually it's just the champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was uh, last time around. Well, that's interesting to know. Now, w- one thing that's interesting, and in, in, uh, David Bray ignited a controversy last <laughs> night uh, by, by saying, you know, Jordan Oliver is registered – uh, and it, he could potentially steal a spot. Yeah. So what what he's talking about there is U.S. Olympic trials qualifier takes five, the top five, right? And if you finish sixth, you don't get you don't qualify for the trials, regardless of who finishes in front of you. Yes. Whereas at the Farrell, Kyle Snyder went and won, but he did not deny Machiavello right. from qualifying, even though they only took one. If you were already qualified, you didn't you couldn't block a spot. But here. You absolutely can. You can steal a spot. So, like, at 57, Deshaun Garrett is qualified. He could steal a spot. Jordan Oliver is qualified. And Alex Daringer at 86. And you know what's what's interesting? You, th- you think about, um, well, why would you do this? It's, well, one, you wrestle because you're a wrestler and you like to wrestle and you want to see where you stack up against competition. It's a good way to see that, one. But, two, by, by taking a spot, you are – Effectively, I mean, think about think about our 65 and 86 kilogram Olympians. They were the nine seed in 2016, Molinaro and Cox. Molinaro qualified by finishing fifth or sixth last year or four years ago at the um, this very tournament, December the, Open. The December yeah, Open. Yeah. It was called something different then. But so that's how Molinaro got in to the spot. So imagine, hypothetically, if in uh, that was four years ago when Jordan Oliver was already entered and qualified, and he went and denied Molinaro a spot, there's a chance Molinaro wouldn't even have been in the trial. So you are keeping, by, by definition, Jordan and Nishan, if they place in the top five, they're keeping a high-level competitor from qualifying, right? Mm-hmm. To me, it's it's a smart tactic. It's a great thing. It's something that's been going on in USA Wrestling a long time. We were in a meeting yesterday with USA Wrestling, and, and uh, G- Gary Abbott was talking about how Zeke Jones had done this and all these other guys. It's it's kind of a yeah, part Gary, of the thing. Gary's awesome. He's been around so long. He's yeah. like a historian, essentially. We kind of should probably like just interview him sometime. Just yeah. get him to tell stories. I think he said it was in 96, Zeke Jones blocked, went to the last Sammy. chance and blocked Sammy Henson yeah. from qualifying. And then Zeke didn't even make the team. He got beat by Lou Roselli, he said. Yes. Uh, so it, it's like a little gamesmanship. Yeah. Um, but – this is this is an, for an Olympic spot. Yeah. So why not make uh, the field as um, e- easier? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. You see the depth that we have in the U.S. now, and and you know you mentioned Molinaro qualified out of the nine spot. Jaden Cox, you know, qualified was an Olympic bronze medalist in 2016. He was also a nine C. Yeah, Molinaro was fifth, right? You know, yeah. Molinaro. Was fifth. So so the depth in our country is is really good. And if you're one, if you're Jordan Oliver, he looked outstanding at the Farrell. He looked like making the weight was no problem. He was like yeah. he was he was all the way on. So if you're wrestling that well, why not go to the tournament and and have a good showing? But also why not like give yourself another reason to maintain that that discipline that you've been clearly demonstrating, right? Why not go out, go into a field with with these guys and get more matches like right here in the US. I mean, I think it's it's smart for a lot of reasons. So, it's great. Someone's brought up on Facebook too can help improve your seed too if you yeah. have lost to some of these guys in the field yeah. the last time out. He'll, yeah, and he'll I mean Yanni's registered, right? So, um he has that loss to Yanni this year, so he'll have the opportunity to kind of avenge that and maybe put himself in a better position or get it. I mean, get another, he wouldn't be able to wrestle Yanni any other time. Yeah. Right. right. Yanni, right. Yanni and Zane are the guys. 
he's he's been able to beat um, Zane. I'm sure you know in the practice room he, he had, it sounded like he was beating Yanni, but obviously when when it came competition time he lost. So you get another feel for a guy that could definitely be in your way. Uh, I think it's smart. I think for Nishan, I think it's great for Nishan because I didn't think he looked his his best at Farrell. Get another rep down at 57 kilograms. Yeah. So I think it's a sound practice. I'm glad these guys are doing it. Yeah. And um, they are they are effectively they are limiting the the field. There will be one less person at the Olympic trials because of someone stealing a spot. Right. Yep. Yeah. Assuming they finish top five, which if they top, we five. think they will. But these are like legitimately deep weight classes very so deep it's i mean that, that's what's exciting i mean you know you look at 57 kilos there are there are four like hammers that haven't even registered for this event yet right and you already mentioned Soriano and and uh, spencer lee but darian cruz not yet registered jack mueller not yet registered and we already have the guys you mentioned Corey clark alan waters pirelli nation nato so yeah some of those guys, a lot of those guys are not going to qualify. Yeah, and how do you There's seed this? Already too? three NCAA champions entered in Clark, Garrett, and uh, Tomasello. And then we expect at least two more mm-hmm. with yeah. Suriano and Spencer Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Cruz would make a third. So, yeah. that, I mean, yeah. I don't know how you seed something like this. You know, with Spencer, he's probably will be the favorite to win this if he enters. However, he hasn't wrestled freestyle since 2016. So, yeah. where do you. Where do you put him? But the good thing, I guess, about it, the weight is so good that no matter where you put any of these guys, it's, it will be problematic and deep and really difficult. So yeah. it's not something where it's like you put him on the top side to keep him away from the clear number two. It's like, I don't know who the clear number two is. Maybe it'll be Suriano. Maybe it'll be – I. maybe I'll be wrong about Spencer. Just based on how seating went at the Feral, I, it's just – is going to be impossible to create real or to prevent really high level matchups from happening early just because there are so many good guys. And I, I have a feeling Spencer's seed won't be that good just given mm-hmm. how they seeded Farrell. Um, I mean, Bill Farrell, the matchup everybody was talking about before that at 57 was Seth Gross, Nick Soriano, and that was a quarterfinal. Like we all thought, oh, this could be a great finals match. That happened in the quarters. Yeah. And I think Spencer's going to get dropped in with a low seed somewhere like that as well. And, and he's going to hit somebody early. And yeah. Someone asked when registration ends, if I remember from the call, it's like Tuesday at midnight yeah. online, but you can still... We could enter. Yeah, you can still... Get, well, I think you can still get in like there. Mm-hmm. On the Walking ground there. Wrestle. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I'm glad I can make my decision at the last yeah. possible yeah. minute. <laughs> Am I going to cover this event or compete in it? That's a, a very David Bray <laughs> We'll see. Decision. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And we'll see with 57, man. There are going to be a lot of good, a lot of good guys that, that don't qualify here yeah. outright. Uh, so excited for that. Excited to see if uh, those other guys register because I think if those two are there, it's the way to the tournament and it's what will dominate our discussion. Want to talk about 65 because yeah. last year, th- this is the dumb thing about Olympic weights. We have a 2019 125-pounder and a 2019 157-pounder in the same weight class. Sean Fawes. Big shout. And Alec Pantelio. Could this be our opportunity, by the way, to take Foss to Golden Corral? There's got to be. Listen. You can't, you can't walk a mile without hitting a Golden Corral in Fort Worth. I just have to assume. <laughs> or something comparable. You know, we we were in one of the other big big buffet cities on the planet this last weekend. Vegas. Vegas. And Sean Foss was there. Oh. I, I, I saw him. I walked by him. I have so much regret. I don't we, know if I'd recognize him. Missed a big opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 65 kilogram. Uh, Sean Foz or Foos as my son calls him. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's exciting stuff. But another really really good weight, as we mentioned, Jordan Oliver, Yanni D, Frank Molinero, all in this one. But there's a lot of other really really tough guys. Um, I think McKenna's going to be there. Dom Demas, Dean Heil, Sean Foz, Jaden Ironman, Josh Saunders, Nick Dardanes. So another super tough weight. Um, we could see guys like Meredith and Ness enter the tournament. To me, I, I'm I'm most curious in to see how Yanni looks um, coming off what we saw him make big jumps and big jumps, and an, another opportunity for him against Jordan Oliver. I think is good, but between now and uh, between now and trials, is I feel like those two and well, the, here's the way I'm like drawing it in my head is that Zane will be the one mm-hmm. by being the the rep this year, and therefore. It's going to be Yanni and J.O. as the 2-3. So I feel like that's going to be a trial semi. So I really – I think for both guys it would be great for them to wrestle each other once more. 
And you know, we haven't seen we haven't seen Yanni in in a little bit, right? Like when's yep. the last time he competed? Was it the last time he competed? Uh did he did he go abroad one time after? I thought he, I thought he might have, but now I don't remember. I don't, yeah. I don't think I don't he did. I don't think he did. Yeah. I think the wrestle off on Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So I haven't seen him since since Wilkes Bear. Yeah. So uh really excited to see him. And you know, there's a lot of guys that could that could uh be landmines here for, for any of these dudes like Ironman and McKenna as as good as they are. But yeah, we're gonna see only five are getting through. Jo's gonna block one, mm-hmm. I think. I think Jo will be top five, and so there's gonna be some monsters on the outside looking in here. Another landmine I would watch out for it this way is Evan Henderson. Yeah, he was so good at the feral, and he also he beat McKenna, right? He beat McKenna, and he came from I think he was down like eight one or something, and he I mean he was way way back, and he came storing back and just looked outstanding, um, scoring a bunch of points at the end. He just man, he's so hard nosed, and he's a guy that's gonna give people problems for sure. Yeah, what a beast. Dean Heil, not mentioned. Yeah. So another really, really good weight. And so remind people, when when does this actually start? When does the men's freestyle begin? Uh, one second. I think Saturday, right? Yeah, men's freestyle Saturday, begins Saturday. Saturday, right? Yep. So it start, the event starts Friday, um, but men's yes. freestyle doesn't start till Saturday. Okay. So start planning accordingly. You have a week heads up. Guys. Noon, noon Eastern, Saturday. There you go. Perfect. All right, that's 65. Uh, any further thoughts on 65, how you see this one going? To me, it's Yanni, Yanni and J.O., but Molinaro will hit one of those guys in a, what I'll guess is a semi. Yeah, uh, Ironman would be the guy to watch for me just because he's kind of a wild card, and he can pin someone really quickly. And uh, as we saw on the Iowa-Wisconsin duel, looks like he is already in Iowa City. He was uh, at least on the bench there and in his Iowa gear, so yeah, he excited was to see how that's much going. Immediately, it yeah. sounded like, and he's going 141 <clears throat> for Iowa. What? Yeah, he's not gonna go up to 49. Dang. Yeah, according to him, I would say like one of the one of the best kind of storylines that emerged out of Farrell is just that Molinero Oliver rivalry. I mean, these guys have wrestled for a long time. They've wrestled a lot of different matches, but uh, man, that was super intense in the finals. Oliver was really in control of the match early, and then Molinero was getting one-pointers like kind of trying to come back, and they, man, those guys were kind of jawing back and forth after the match, all the way up onto the podium. Their families were involved. It was like kind of crazy. So um, if if Yanni gets the one seed here, we could see a, a Molinero Oliver semi, which I would love to. See. I would love to see those guys run it back. And I think both Oliver and Molinero are guys who seem extra focused in this Olympic year. Like they they both seem yeah. locked in on the weight, which is a hard cut for both of them. Um, and they both they both looked. Just kind of all the way, turn, you know, all the way activated um, at at New York in New York. So uh, I really want to see that match again. Yeah, Molinero's kind of mo when he was on his run in sixteen was he was finishing. He was able to get twos and fours, mm-hmm. and he was winning by criteria or having that big move and being able. So for him to not be able to finish, that's a clear area of uh, where he's got to improve if he wants to beat Jo, or he's got to make Jo be the guy getting ones, which. Mm-hmm. That doesn't look like it's going to happen because J.O. is going to be able to get to the guy's legs consistently. So, yeah, looking for them to run that one back because that was an exciting exciting finish. And a little bit of drama is not, not the worst thing in the world. All right, 74, another one with, with some heavy hitters not registered, Nolf and Chenzo. Neither are qualified, both expected to be in attendance here, especially given the uh, – well, I don't – I'm I'm assuming Nolf is all the way healthy. He had the knee thing at Farrell. Didn't hear any real details about it. He wrestled in the final. But he's not qualified, and do you want to sit and wait? He's not an NCAA wrestler anymore, so you can't count on just winning NCAAs this year. So I I think we'll probably see him get in the mix here to try to qualify. I I think he kind of has to. I mean, the biggest question is his health, and that's – that. Sucks is not the question, but um, he definitely in that match against Imar was not uh, wrestling full strength, was not defending well. You know, like he just – he Imar knew it too. Like Imar knows you don't normally beat Jason off that way. So I hope Nolf's all the way healthy. Yeah. Um, and I hope he's I hope he's back and looking good. But I'm, that's one guy that every time I refresh the registration list, like I'm 
searching for Nolf. Is he here yet? And so yeah. I hope he I hope he is and I hope he's hope he's hundred percent. Ninny Line Wrestling Club is known for registering very late. Yes. Yes. So none of them yeah, none of them are registered so far. So um we're waiting for that, but beyond that we'll have Carson Karchel is going. Yeah. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. I wanna watch him. Interested to see where he stacks up. He's definitely he prefers freestyle. Yeah, he'll tell you that. Um, he's really good on top. He's got a really good gut wrench. So interesting to see how he stacks up against senior level guys. Maybe he gets smoked, but I wouldn't be surprised if he found his way in the top eight, top six. Yeah, conversation. Uh, he's so good on top and freestyle that you know may, he may only need one takedown, and if he can get mm-hmm. a gut going. But you know we've got Makai Lewis, Chance Marsteller, Tommy Gant, Nazar, who just beat Makai, Lavalley, Wick. It's a really tough weight, so maybe I'm talking myself out of it a little bit. But I really am high on Karchla. I think he's going to have a nice career at Ohio State, and I think he's got a bright freestyle career as well. Um, but beyond that, uh, there's no there's no one looking to steal a spot here, is there? Uh, no one here is qualified because yeah. Makai's not qualified. No. Chinzo and Nolf are not qualified. Right. And, and it's interesting because Chinzo and Nolf look to me to be the top two in this mix but maybe Nazar but last time it was all Nolf which mm-hmm. I didn't I would have I would have predicted Nolf to win but he completely shut down Chenzo Chenzo mm-hmm. what was not really close to scoring hardly at all which that surprised me a little bit I thought they would be a little closer than they were so that's 74 86 is also going to be really tough Zahid um, we're expecting Zahid Valencia, Aaron Brooks, Sammy Brooks, Nate Jackson. And one guy that's not on the list that we have right here, but who is registered is Alex Derringer. So he can steal a spot. He qualified yes. through Farrell. So, um, you know, that's a guy that, that adds a lot of Just entry. a three-hour drive from Stilly. Yeah, why not? Get down there, block a spot. Hit, Get more mat time. Yeah, smash some people. Especially, up, you know, up at 86 to kind of yeah. – Adjusting to that way after having gone 79. Um, smart, I think, for him to get another tournament in. So additional guys in here, Miles Martin, Nick Heflin, Max Dean, Pete Renda. Those look to be the, the best, the cream of the crop at 86 kilograms. And for me, I, I want to watch Zahid Valencia against these guys. I want to see Zahid against Miles. And that's one guy I'd like to see uh, Daringer against again. You know, those two have got, had their mm-hmm. battles. And I bet if I'm Zahid Valencia, I'd be – I'm. I know that Alex Daringer is going to be a guy in my way as I'm trying to make this '86 team. Probably like to see, see that, uh, see that guy before. Yeah, I feel like with with guys as good as Zahid and Daringer, one of the questions before an event like this is like how good have they looked recently? Mm-hmm. And man, Zahid at CKLV was so dominant. He was scoring in Gosh. a lot of different positions and and. Not like you know, dominating really, really solid guys. So I, I, and I feel like he looks great. Daringer looked really good at Farrell as well. He picked his spots a little bit more than maybe he normally does. Normally he's like, yeah, not satisfied unless it's a tech. Um, and I, I got the feeling that maybe adjusting to the weight and kind of that oxygenation thing with more muscle mass, he was, he was going just as powerful as ever but then kind of maybe slowing the pace down a little bit after big explosive sequences and so um i i don't know i think that'll that that for me suggests they're both going to be excellent but daringer's still adjusting a little bit and we'll see if that matters maybe it won't but i can't wait to see that match cowboy bulk job oh yeah yeah another he, one he is oh, another yeah. cowboy bulk job he's uh, another one random but i just remembered at 57 kilograms jack Mueller said he's going Oh, yeah. So he could be really interesting yep. there, too. He's good at freestyle. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also folk style. And maybe school, because he goes to UVA. Uh, okay. Cowboy shrink job, Derek White, down at 97 kilograms. Hey. So they're, they're reversing the bulk job, the reverse bulk with snip, Derek. Snip, snap, snip, snip, snap. <laughs> <laughs> we got Derek White, Ty Walls, big shout. Scotty Boykin, Timmy McCall, uh, Jacob Casper, and some other guys we expect to see. Kyvan Gadsden, Hayden Zilmer, Riley Lefevre, Kevin Beasley, Willie Miklas? Will we see him? Maybe. I just saw a video of him uh, training, and he was asking for a CRTC singlet. So I assume that's because he's going to be wrestling here. And I assume that'll be at 97, although he could probably go 86 
very easily. So, um, not much to discuss here at ninety-seven. Is uh, I, mean, I, I, like, there's a part of me that wonders wait, if is, is Bo Nick. Oh yeah, Bo Nickel's qualified. He won worlds at ninety-two. I was thinking like ninety-seven, yeah. but yeah, he's in. There's a part of me that wonders if Kyle Snyder will just show up like he did, <laughs> like he did at the Feral. Like he, I mean, he. He didn't need to qualify at the Feral. He, you know, and, and he showed up. I mean, he seemed like just kind of the tone from Snyder after making his move to Nittany Lion is like, man, I have stuff to work on. I want to be, yeah. I want to beat Sajulayev, and so I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything that would suggest that he's going to be here, but part of me wouldn't be surprised if he if he does show up. My thing with Kyle is, I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he and and you know his coaches can learn plenty. But I just always feel like domestically, he yeah. just chews through some these guys so much. He doesn't really have the opportunities to look vulnerable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He looked really good at the Alans this weekend, too. And having just traveled to Russia, I mean, I, I would I would guess he's not going to be here. But Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. be your Regan in the Penn State duel. Yeah. Uh, what was that, 2016 or 17? Yeah. I can't remember now. Did you guys see they they had to adjust the order of the finals for the Alans because James Green and Kyle Snyder had to go catch a flight? Really? Back to the United States. So, they, yeah, so they moved the That's finals funny. at 74 and 97 to the first to the first two finals so they could wow. get out of there. So those guys both, you know, looked really good and made the finals, but apparently also had to catch a plane. They were and... also <laughs> trying to get Snyder to go to lunch with, like, Sajulayev yeah, and a, a bunch of, like, like, right before the finals, too. He's like, I, no, I'm He's wrestling. like, guys, I'm wrestling. He's like, I know what happens in those in those kitchens yeah. with those cooks have been paid off. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's got a uh, Kumar. Uh, he knows what's going down. Uh, yeah, that's not a, that's not a flight you want to miss. And then one twenty five, we're expecting Anthony Kassar, Tony Nelson, Don Bradley, Neville's Wood, and Hamida. Uh, but also Daniel Kirkfleet is registered, and that's about it. So one twenty five, not a lot going on there. Gable's qualified. Gwiz is qualified. We're waiting to fill in the rest of the rest of the spots. So yeah, Don Bradley did just uh, register. Okay, so he's he's um, in the mix now, which is good. So that adds a little more juice to this. All right, Steve and Kyle, why don't you give us some uh, some weekend goodness? What should we talk about? Should we talk a little Ironman upcoming matches? What do you think? Um, not a ton on the college slate this weekend. Yeah, they're mostly off. I, yeah, it's finals week. I think across. Kind of across the board. Man, um, they, I remember I went to Old Dominion. It's not a uh, exactly an academic power, or at least I'm not. So, we, but we got out like early. I thought it was like early December. See, so I feel like this is going on a while. Well, it just depends on what school you're at. I think some someone some finished last week. Some finished yeah. this week. Um, but yeah, I, I mean. The dual slate, there's less than 20 duels. Probably the biggest one is Bedlam with Oklahoma State, oh, okay. Oklahoma. Um, mm. I know John WT kind of teased that maybe uh, because a, a reporter asked him, there's not a ton of Oklahoma natives in the lineup for either team this year. Mm-hmm. And um, John's like, well, there could be more. Oh, kind of like that hitting that like, uh, G. G Feller and uh, Joseph returning. Mm. And Don't mm. quit playing games with my heart, John. If uh, if G Feller came back, Demas, G Feller, Dom Demas. Has that ever happened? Not that I know of. I don't. I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, we need to see it. Who would you? Who are you picking? If that goes down, if that goes down, G versus. Well, here's the thing, Dom. If he doesn't hit that Gramby and get away right away, he's kind of stuck now. I don't think G is as good on top as McKee, but he's really good on he's top. He's pretty solid, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. He will ride guys. So I think that's a tough matchup. But I also think the first time you wrestle Dom Demas, you might just get thrown to your back and pin slayed. So I'll say right now, even though I'm always more bullish on G, I think I think I'd have to pick Demas. I mean, he's been in the your first test is against Dom Demas. I don't know, man. That's that seems really tough. And while Dom hasn't like been you know, he's the preseason number one, right? He hasn't been that guy. He's still been pretty solid this year and had a good showing at Vegas despite losing to, to McKee. Tech falled for third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got Demas in that match as well. He just he, – man, he's so – he's hard to score on from neutral. And then, of course, he's like the most 
one of the most dangerous guys in all of NCAA wrestling, maybe yes. the most dangerous guy in NCAA wrestling. So I got I got Demas. And one. then if Joseph returns, he'll have the Ant Man. Oh man, Anthony Mantanona. <laughs> That's gonna be a mess. How fun would that be? It's gonna be fun. Uh, kind of feel like Joe would just like snap him down a bunch and score, but Mantanona will not go down without trying something audacious. And yeah, the- yeah. What Nomad was saying that like something like. Thirty percent of Mantanona's matches have a combined point total of like over thirty points or something. He has, I, I he, fourteen. Oh, yeah. I think, and this was before CKV, fourteen matches in his college career where both guys scored over ten points. Yes, that's absurd. That's got to be a record. Yeah, he should have a. There's got to be some award for that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And then the other, uh, the third kind of big matchup would be Dakota Gear, Jake Woodley. Woodley coming off a good CKLV. And uh, Gear, of course, an All-American last year. Yep, that'll be a good one. So, yeah, Bedlam will be exciting. Uh, yeah, 41. I hope we, we see those see those guys. As far as actually on Flow Wrestling this week, um, the Reno TOC uh, kicks off tomorrow with the two high school days and pretty much um, – all the elite uh, California teams are there. Yeah. Um, and then Allen, Texas, so Ferrari watch. Oh, snap. Yeah. AJ Ferrari, he's uh, taking a break from his TikToks. Man, I think <laughs> I that's a good can, idea. I hope he does both. I hope, why, doesn't he, why not both? You can do both in Reno. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, Gilroy, Poway, St. John Bosco, Clovis North, uh, all in attendance. What do you think John Smith thinks when he sees these videos of AJ Ferrari dancing? He has to be just so confused i'm like <laughs> what the hell is he even doing <laughs> i hope he hasn't seen it <laughs> i hope he hasn't seen it either the best i i, I just imagine chris perry just on instagram seeing that and we're like oh, i gotta make sure john doesn't see this <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna understand uh okay so that's that was the aj ferrari tiktok up yeah uh, be there. andrew lira is wrestling at reno uh, yeah, that's what according uh, to David Bray. That's what that's what I heard from Coach Moreno. Although Northern Colorado's team is not on the team list, so I don't know if they're like late entries probably or how some, that's gonna work. Yeah, probably just some individuals, mm-hmm. I would assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, after missing CKLV last week, uh, and then of course Iron Man kicks off uh, tomorrow, and you have your usual suspects: the Blair, the Sims, the Saint Eds, um, Blair, the Montini. Big there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, their lineup's ridiculous. They had four or five kids move in, you yeah. know, th- this summer that that are just unreal. Um, and then you and I open on Saturday. Uh, Indiana and Northern Iowa f- sending full teams, but then you always see a bunch of really good red shirts there. I know Spencer Lee went there a couple years ago yeah. before they pulled him. Jacob Warner, Jake Woodley had a really good match there last year. Um, Long Island and Drexel, and then a nightcap on Saturday night, a little Saturday night wrestling, uh, Chattanooga and Iowa State. Oh, yeah. Chattanooga trying to duel every team in Iowa, apparently. <laughs> they are. They are. Did they get in UNI at any point? I don't think they do, but Crap. they already made the trip to Iowa City this they year. They love so. Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll be the first match for Iowa State fans at home since the Iowa-Iowa State duel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Hilton Coliseum was packed last time. Um, you know, obviously this isn't quite, you know, not, not nearly as big a match. But that, you know, that place is really excited about their growing team. And so – um, and Iowa State had kind of mixed results at CKLV, so I know they're going to want to get kind of back on the right track and um, and just really put on a show in front of those fans. But that duel should be interesting. There are at least a couple of ranked matchups. Um, yep. So At 149, Tanner Smith, number 22. Uh, Jared Dagan down at uh, number 11 now after a little bit of a rough weekend. Mm-hmm. But at 184, uh, Matt Waddell, number 20, and number 11, Sammy Colbray. Good stuff there. Okay. All right, 833, deep in the heart of Texas. You want to get to some questions from our dear friends? Let's do home? it. Okay. Um, well, did you want to – you have Iowa and Penn State's lineup in here. Did you want? Did you want to talk about this? I kind of want to talk about it, but I kind of like, I don't know. Do we want to do Iowa versus Penn State right now? Because I was thinking, you know, with this new lineup. Yeah. But we don't know if it's the new lineup because I have 97. I have Warner versus Rashid. But that may be presumptuous. And I heard that Rashid is registered at 184 yeah. at the Wilkes Open. I heard that too. It, I, yeah, it seems like they're sending a pretty large contingent. Tw- to they Wilkes. had 26 guys registered or yeah. something? Where do you find Is that on track or what? Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure. Well, we need to find that. But So I was thinking, yeah, he'll he'll be their guy. 
But then why would he wrestle at eighty four? Eighty four. Right. That confused me. But unless it was just you Maybe know. he was registered a while ago or something. That that is possible. Um uh, well Bray's kind of been second week in a row, I think, now that you wrote an article on how like the team race has changed. Yeah. yeah. And from one week when you wrote it last, it changed a good bit, a right? Lot. Yeah. So so last week I looked at the comparison of projected team points from preseason to that point last week, and Iowa had swung the team points 54 points in their favor. Uh, Penn State had dropped a few, and Iowa had gained a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, this last weekend just, like, kind of demonstrated how how fickle those team point projections can be because Caleb Young lost to Quincy Monday, so he fell from third in the country down to ninth. Um, and if you're 9, 10, 11, or 12, that's around a 12. That's like two team points uh, projected. If you're third, that's like 12 team points yeah. or something. So, I mean, that that was a big drop at 57. And then at 84, um, similar, Nelson Brands was ranked sixth. He dropped down to 11th, so his point total kind of fell off. In the projection right now, Penn State hasn't seen the, the jump that they will eventually. Aaron Brooks enters the rankings at 25 just because he hasn't wrestled ranked yeah. guys yet. But – that's a guy that everybody expects to be up towards the top of that podium. He's going to score more points than that. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure he. I'm sure his goal is to beat Zahid Valencia yeah. and to win it. Um, I don't know that a lot of people pick him that high, but top four doesn't seem out of the question for for Brooks. And then, interestingly, we'll learn a lot about uh, where he stacks up at the Olympic Trials qualifier potentially. Yeah, next week in in Fort Worth. Well, be, yeah, I really would love to see. This is how like he looks the entire there. their entire team is registered basically. Yeah, 125. They have Meredith. And Teske and Schnupp registered. Huh. One thirty-three. They have RBY. Forty-one. No Nick Lee. Uh, Forty-nine. Gardner and Verclaren. Fifty-seven. Berge, Pfeiffer. Sixty-five. Joe Lee. Seventy-four. Mark Hall and Carter Staraki. Eighty-four. Edsel Rashid. Ninety-seven. Connell and Hoops. And uh, two eighty-five. Seth Neville's twice is registered. Dang. Wow. Double entered. Double That's entered. Great. You Normally you do that at two weight classes or two divisions. Two he's, age divisions of the youth tournament. He's entered twice in the same division. Yeah. Well, if I mean, if Rashid stays at 84, that's like a little puzzling, right? Why would you, you know? Why would you bring Brooks in? But so it seems like if he's healthy, we'll probably see him at 97, where he was an All American two yeah. seasons ago, and 97 is one of those weights that feels a little bit up for grabs. So. Penn State didn't make like the the huge jump in terms of projected points this last weekend, but mm-hmm. the move that they made is is really important. And you think about these moves by head coaches, you know, you think about like the way that guys like Tom Brands and Cale Sanderson wrestled, right? And it was like attack, attack. I have, you know, if I have the ability to shoot to score points, I'm going to. It's this feels like a similar move from a coaching perspective. It's like I have, you know, Coach Sanderson has this guy in Aaron Brooks who he can put into the lineup. He has, you know, a guy in Kyle Connell who's Kyle Connell who's not maybe performing up to expectations and it feels yeah. like, you know, you can make this move, so so why wouldn't you? And it kinda feels like that's what we're gonna see. Yeah. So they they are we'll see who all actually makes it to Wilkes. We'll follow that closely. I think it actually is on arena. Using so. it maybe as a possible wrestle off. Yeah, is this, some weights. Yeah, maybe this is in lieu of uh, the scuffle. But it's interesting that Hall's registered. Is it is? Yeah, we an- I anticipate him to try to make the Olympic team and be in Fort Worth. Yeah, but not registered. So, or yeah, not registered for Fort Worth and registered for Wilkes. So, a little change up there. Um, don't think there's any way to watch this live, unfortunately. But we'll be following along that, and uh, next Tuesday we can we can discuss it a little bit. I think. If if you if you look at it from the lens of Iowa, you're like, what's the thing you don't want Penn State to do? What they just did, yeah. Right? They don't want Brooks in there. They don't want they yeah. Keep going with Canal. Don't make a move. And th- this is a move that I think hurts Iowa's title mm-hmm. chances and helps helps Penn State's definitively. Now they have another really high power point scorer. Now to the degree, I'm not sure with with Brooks. And one thing. You know, Nomad has kind of called attention to relative folk-style struggles for, for Brooks. And I say relative because he's, like, all world and freestyle. He's made mm-hmm. so many teams and, and meddled at the world level. But, you know, he talks about, you know, at Midlands he didn't quite have the results maybe he thought. And then at Super 32s previously, maybe not. So that is notable, although he's so good 
he makes his money on his feet. I feel like it'll translate. If he has some mat liability, I would I would expect that to be shored up by the time March hits. Yeah, I mean, it, like, you know, you look back at seeing Penn State guys come through that sort of developmental year, guys like Bo Nickel, who at the scuffle dropped the match to Andy McCulley, and like had a hard time getting his offense like fully activated and then see what he did. And so I don't know, they just have such a track record with guys like that, that it feels like, you know, yeah, even though Aaron Brooks dropped a match at Midlands and, and um, you know, and other matches maybe didn't, didn't look quite as good as he could have. I don't know. just feels like they've got the sauce and uh, he's going to be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. If you trust any room in the country, it's that one. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. So that was a little um, Iowa-Penn State talk, and uh, maybe we'll go into a full... I really want to see Shakur wrestle a match at 97, maybe before we do the full full uh, pre-White War. Or 84, or any, or or any weight class. I would love to see him yeah. wrestle We could see him match. go back down to 65 again. Any he, match. That was, uh, that was a pretty he tough He was scene. really good for the first two minutes. It was, uh, it was amazing. It, he would like... Who is it? Steven Rodriguez? Steven Rodriguez. He came out... Boom, took him down, cross-face cradle, almost pinned him. Yeah. And then he just... Up 6 nothing right away. He could not He could not sustain. He lost to McFadden that way at, at Virginia Tech, I remember. Yep. Just, he was way too big for that weight. I'm, I'm glad that Rashid's entered in, you know, this tournament at all this weekend just because, like, he hasn't competed yet, right? Like, we haven't haven't seen him. I don't think he's wrestled a match yet this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that was one question in my mind when the Aaron Brooks red shirt was pulled was, is it is it because Rashid's going up to 97 or is it because Rashid's not going to wrestle at all? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm glad to know that he's registered. And even, even if he enters this tournament at 84, um, at least, like, seeing him on the mat will be, I think, a positive sign. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, question. Uh, from F's. Yes, indeed. Austin Amos, which trio will have the best showing at NCAAs? Lee, Spencer Lee, DeSanto Murin, or Chinzo Hall Brooks? I think this is obvious. I think it's the Penn State trio. Yeah. Because is. I think Lee and DeSanto, sure, Lee is going to be the highest point scorer of that bunch, but the difference between Spencer's and I will say Hall, who's probably the most likely champ of those Penn State guys listed there, is maybe going to be three to four points, right? And then I see Chinzo having higher point scoring potential than DeSanto, even though they both could win. And then, but really, it comes down to Brooks versus Murin. Yeah. And I think Brooks is going to outscore Max Murin. So I think that'll be it. But it'll be Austin Amos, if you can remind us of this in, you know, several months, we can revisit and see if we were right or if we were wrong. Yeah, this is one where perception-wise, I agree. Seeing the field at 84, though, this weekend at CKLV, it wouldn't, wouldn't, like, blow my mind if, you know, Brooks dropped a match to, you know, to somebody like Louis Dupre – in a, in a round of 12, you know? So mm-hmm. um, that that kind of, you know, that wouldn't necessarily shock me completely. I mean, we had a round of 12 match at CKLV between Darmstadt and Colbray, yeah. right? One of those, like... That was round of 12 at round Cliff Round of 12 Keen. at Cliff Keen. Colbray <laughs> didn't place. guys, yeah. Colbray was like, came in like seventh in the country or something, didn't place at CKLV mm-hmm. because that that weight is so is so bizarre. So um, I, I I believe that, you know, we're going to see Brooks outscore Murin, but I don't know, that anything could happen at that weight. That weight is loaded. Yeah, it's super tough weight. Who has more NCAA champs, Penn State, Iowa, or the field? It's a good question. It is. I mean, 25 what, Iowa. 25 Iowa. 33 could be Iowa or Penn State, I guess you could say RBY. Um, 41 could be a Penn State guy. No 49, probably no 57. 65 will definitely be one of them. Probably one of the two. Yep. Yeah. 74, I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. No, no, I'm there. the same way. Casar's uh, going to win if Gable doesn't come back. 84 feels like it's feels like it's Valencia. Yeah. yeah. Um, 97 feels like it's Colin Moore. I think I would take Penn State, Iowa. I, I kind of would, too. I, do they need uh, – but do they – I think they need 33 and they 41. Need, they might – yeah. Yeah, I think it will be 5-5. Five and five. I think one of the 3341s will win. I, th- I think it's unlikely that 
both do, even though DeSanto could win and Nick Lee could definitely win 141. But it's going to be close. It's like this is so reminiscent of 2018 Ohio State, Penn State. Penn State. Just two just juggernauts, two fantastic. And now with um, Penn State making some moves, I think I think it'll probably be Penn State versus Iowa. Penn State and Iowa will out, outpace the field. I'm going to take – I think the field's going to win six. Really? Yeah. I think – I think uh, I don't know. I just I have gross – and Pletcher right now at, at you're sticking with yeah. So I think I kind of feel like I shouldn't have. Uh, I haven't jumped off the gross. I, I think gun to my head, he's still my pick to win 33. I think we all know that wasn't his the best version of Seth no. Gross, and right. we're gonna see a much better version at Midlands and Big Tens and yeah. NCAA. I do kind of want to know what was up. I do. It was. It made no sense. Yeah. I don't know if it was just like Santa a, winning a, a Thanksgiving I, thing. I like or. I like closed my eyes yeah. and like tried to picture how that match would go and like how DeSanto could win. And I thought I kind of knew it did, it's not supposed to look like that. No. It's like I thought it was like get taken down late in the first and maybe ridden out, but you don't get turned and then you go neutral and you start to fade and then you know it's very DeSanto like. I could have seen it like a kind of like that Mitrich match where it was just like a blitz D- attack. Don't. Yeah. yeah. Where it was just like a blitz attack and next thing you know you're down 10 nothing. Yeah. And then you're like what the hell? Yeah, what is yeah. happening? And then yeah, and chill then, out. And then maybe he came back a little bit like a 10-4, 10-5, something like that. Yeah. But I did, the way Santa wrestled so smart. Yes. And it just looked like Gross's feet were stuck in the mud. Counterpoint. He tried to reverse jump okay, over. But, him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after that though, after he was that, very smart. He wrestled very smart. Also, he's going to hit that on somebody this year, and it's going to be glorious when yeah. he does. If he hits it flying, that, yeah. He literally, at that point, he was trying to jump over Seth Gross. Well, Seth was supposed to stay down on the mat. I he wasn't yeah. supposed to stand up. That's it, on Seth. That's on Seth. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, with, with the Santo, like, you don't often think about, okay, you know what we you know what we really are looking forward to with this guy is his match tactics. Like, you think, <laughs> you think yeah. like, he's going to come at you, you know, in one way, in one way only, and he's going to try to dump you, and he's going to try to outpace you. But I think that that could have been part of the problem is that if you're gross, like part of the plan is don't get dumped and go to your two-on-one where you've been scoring on all these high-level 57-kilo yeah. guys just recently. And DeSanto cleared the, the two-on-one. DeSanto scored on him when he, he had the two-on-one. Two on one. Yeah, yeah. And, and, then, and then it wasn't – you know, he wasn't defending the shot. Gross wasn't defending the shot he was or the attack he was expecting. So I think I think it was – you know, that those tactics probably combined with – just not the right day for Gross made that made that match probably a little bit of an unexpected just approach for for DeSanto and I think that probably had something to do with it. Yeah, it was it was interesting how easily he just like kind of grabbed the leg. Yeah, the one time he took like the slowest high crotch I've ever seen, like because Gross is just like letting in. He's like, all right, I'll shoot in right here. But yeah, Gross didn't have it once he got in. So okay, yeah, we'll stick. Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right. Well, I don't know if I'm backing off Pletcher or not, uh, backing off Nick Lee, Lee or not. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the one that I feel like is a little more of a coin toss. Yeah, I kind of think, yeah, I'm not ready to, to abandon that yet. Over under two and a half qualifying spots getting stolen by wrestlers already qualified at the qualifier. So many the words qualifying mm. three times in this from Ben Randolph 2040. Um, ben Randolph. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think under, right? Because I think. J.O. and Nishan. And oh, what about Deeringer, though? Do we I, think he's going? He is registered. Oh, snap, He wasn't registered yeah. when we wrote when I wrote this up, but he oh. registered since then, yeah. Then, yeah. I take the over. 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 They all will. All three of those guys well, should place top five. Yeah. Who, I could definitely see Nishan. Oh. Depends how the bracket What did he get at Farrell? Fourth. He's fourth he, at Farrell. He was, I mean, yeah. He was fourth at Farrell. Uh, pull Seth Gross out of that. Out of that event, okay. um, but yeah, inner, I mean, inner Spencer Lee. Well, look. yeah, yeah. Can you close your eyes right now? You don't have to. If you're driving, do not close your eyes. But can you see? My eyes are closed. Okay, I feel like I'm gonna get pranked. <laughs> I'm opening them. Sion, bring out the cream pie. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, Zane Richards, Vito, Soriano, Nato, uh, Lee. There's that was five guys right yeah. there. Yeah. Right. That's not even mentioning Pirelli, Corey Clark. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. There's. I'm taking the over. I'm I am too. Man, I, I feel it feels very anti-nation if I say under, but it's not. A oh, Jack Mueller. I'm under. 
This this way is so good. But I mean, the, a lot of people are still going to register between now and next week I, too. So I think the fifty-seven. Do you think more people? I, I mean, more people are going to register, and I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else tries to take a spot. If just one more person, like enters. a Snyder, Zeke or, Jones. Zeke yeah, Jones. Zeke, yeah, Zeke Jones. He's, Zeke Jones has a history of doing this. So <laughs> are we just going to ignore that? Or are we just going to ignore? I think Mako used to do it too. Yeah, the, I, I feel like there. Are, we need to write. We need to get a USA Wrestling history of spot stealing. Mm-hmm. And uh, not make people. Angry. Spot earning, spot earning. Wow, it's an, yeah, it's that earned. changed. That really changes the way I look at things. Earned, not given. Exactly, but they already earned it, so I don't understand what it means because yeah. they're already in. That's the whole point. Whatever, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with USA trials in December and April, when if do you think all weights for all three divisions are going to be qualified for the Olympics? We will not qualify all divisions for the Olympics. Probably not. We didn't last time. No. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that'll happen. Like I, I think people forget too that Molinero, like, yeah. didn't actually qualify the weight at the event. Right? It was a, it was like a doping issue with somebody who qualified in front of him that got him in the door. Yeah. And, and Molinero was fifth in the world. Right? Like Molinero was, he took fifth at the Olympics. Was, was, you know, a an inch away, away from yeah. a second, an inch away from beating Frank Chimizo and winning a bronze medal. And he didn't qualify like without the help of a of a doping violation like this is it's no joke to qualify and they've made the field smaller not to mention not just a doping violation it was the meldonium yes. thing where they said okay this guy's out bump up frank then they said actually the meldonium thing is kind of bs so that guy's actually back in so the guy that got bumped out for frank actually wound up getting bumped in and frank didn't lose to him either right I don't know if he did because it was like it was like Habit versus Molinero almost. Yeah. I think like they were mm-hmm. comparing who they lost, and but Frank had beaten someone that I, I forget how they decided yeah. it. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I think I think it was Medmurad Gadzayev, and I think Molinero actually wrestled him at the Olympics and beat him. Hmm. I don't remember that. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was a man. What a saga. A lot of drama. I don't know if we'll have this much drama. Hopefully we just qualify everyone. No funny business. Qualify them at Pan Ams. That's the best and, frankly, easiest way to do it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We should get all our guys through then. Um, that's my expectation. I'm sure, you know, 57, Dayton will be the guy. I think he'll get it done, even though uh, the Cuban will be there. Yep. You have to figure. He's good, but he beat the Cuban. Seabass will probably be there. Oh, snap. A Lupina or whatever it is. Lupina. Lupina. Seabass. You qualify it. Don't, don't you – well, Lubina. Lubina. Well, I think Dayton would beat um, Sebastian. I would pick Dayton in a freestyle match for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm less worried. Well, maybe you both make the finals, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my compromise. <laughs> I wish we could have Sebastian on to talk about the Puerto Rican trials. Like, I am so Mike's, curious Mike's about that. interviewing him. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's great. I think I he would did like last night. Sebastian on to talk about kicking Christian's ass at Midlands. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, yeah, that's which great. I'm you get to pick the to. weight. You get to pick the weight. I get to pick the weight. Okay. You're not going to Midlands? Oh, uh, scuffle. Oh. I'm a scuffleonian. <laughs> Don't tell Sebastian. Uh, or tell him. doesn't matter. I'm not that I'm ducking him. Yeah, why does he want to wrestle me? I don't I know. Think, I what think just what fr- did I say? Just Well, what? you were saying, yeah, just why not? Like, Because you, you said you think he's going to stay at 33. Oh, yeah, that's right. I said. Uh, and then he said. That. I think he was just like, you're a funny guy. I want to wrestle you. You picked the weight. You picked the weight. Pick the weight. Yeah, that's fun. 33, that'd be a long, that'd be a tough one. I could probably do it, but it would require some Coleman Scott-like interventions. Let's make it a no-tech fall match. Just, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, our friend Sam Herring asked, uh, which tournament's more fun to cover, Scuffle or Midlands? Well, I don't know. How do you, how do you choose which, uh, you know? Which child do you love the most? I've also I've never been to Midlands. I've been oh. to Scuffle a bunch, but uh, I'm a I'm a Scuffleonian. I I like the vibe of Scuffle. Uh, you know the New Year's Day. Sam Herring's there. Sam Herring was there last year. He called some matches for us. Was a rock star. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just got very upbeat vibe. Yeah. Um, John Lennon. Yes. Is the announcer. What his name is John, John, John Lennon? Excuse me. He's the PA announcer, and he's awesome. He plays the harmonica sometimes. He does. Okay. Wow. He's really good. The uh, the hospitality room is always really legit, very yep. southern. Um, so, yeah, I really like that. I had, Man, when I went to Midlands, uh, it was back when 
Sir Lee Bresser, Soriano, Rivera were oh, all in the man. 125 bracket. Come on. So like sometimes like the the wrestling clouds it, but I've been I've been at Scuffle every year at Flow. This will be my seventh Southern Scuffle. Yeah. So that one is just uh, a little nearer and dearer to my heart. So that's fun. Love Chattanooga. It's a really fun city. The Noog. The Noog. The Noog. As we call it. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. What, yeah, I heard you have to call it that like the second you get off the plane. Just, and yeah. that's the only way to fit in. Yes, it is. It's the yeah, only way you'll they'll fit in. kick you out if you don't. Hey, guys. Glad to be here in the Noog. <laughs> and they'll love it. And then you'll be welcomed. And Dan Dennis will be there. See, oh, that, yeah. take, that takes it over the top for yeah. me. Dan Dennis just comes up and yeah. yells at you about something. Yeah, now he slash. lives near. He's a true. He lives near the Nuke. Is he a true Nuget? Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. He. Yeah. Dan Dennis is an awesome guy. So I'll say. I will say the Southern Scuffle because I just have have the good memories there, and I'll be there again this year with my whole daggone family, the whole crew. We have fan damn damn. We have a we have a trip planned that I don't know if I should be regretting or I should be excited about. But we're doing I'll, a similar one. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> g- I'll give you the blueprint for the piles uh, Christmas plans. So they start December nineteenth, where we will pack the Toyota Corolla with as much as we can fit in it, including our children, and go to Fort Worth, Texas. No minivan. You're going Corolla. We're going Corolla. It's just a little more reliable cross country. This is already. You've already made one great decision. <laughs> <laughs> going with the smaller vehicle. Yeah, I was going to say you're taking the whole family in the Corolla across the country. Yes. We don't even. What? We don't even know where you're going yet, but Corolla got it. Okay. <laughs> you just gotta trust me. This. Listen, when we moved here from Texas, we made it from. Uh, Stanton, Virginia to Bristol, Virginia before the tire exploded. Okay. The All tire right. just randomly explodes. Okay. okay. Without, it's, <laughs> you never know when. It just pops. Have you looked into terrorism? No. Is someone terrorizing your car? So Yes, that's very possible. <laughs> that is possible. <laughs> uh, this could be, this could be terrorist related. Possibly Russians. Definitely possibly. I've said some things <laughs> <laughs> that yes. are of uh, public in nature. Now, so we're going to Fort Worth. Okay, cool. We're doing the thing there. Then that thing ends. We're going to hit the road jack from Fort Worth, Texas to South Central Pennsylvania, where my wife is from, and also about 10 miles from Aaron Brooks. Maybe we'll catch up with him. Okay. He's from Hagerstown, Maryland, which is like right there. So we're going there for like four to five days. Then spend Christmas there. Then we're going to Virginia to my home, Churchville, VA, four to five days there. Pack up once more with all our, our Christmas loot. Yeah, We're, that's not fitting. It's not fitting, but... They're going to have to ship it. it. Well, here's the thing. my fam, Our families have washing machines, so we don't have to pack that many clothes. We're going mm. to get clothes. We should have shipped all our gifts there. It's not going to fit. I'm telling <laughs> you. I've made this trip multiple times home to West Virginia with an SUV. With two kids? <laughs> no, and that's what I'm saying. Wait. You have to fit even more people into yeah. your car, into yeah. a smaller car. You bring any pets on the trip? No. Okay. No right. pets. That's good. No pets. And Natalie better fit. not get a pet. <laughs> Katie's trying to get her a dang hamster or a gerbil or ground. What are they called? Uh, not groundhog. Porcupines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bobcats. No, what are those things? Armadillo? Prairie. Yeah, armadillos. No. Prairie dogs. They're, a prairie dog. It's not a gerbil. A dog. It's not a hamster. Cat. Squirrel. You're gonna have to, if you get a squirrel for Christmas, you're gonna have four squirrels by the time you get home. Raccoon. <laughs> what are they? The rabbits. Fat. Sorry, you're not gonna help. Not, not a ferret. Uh oh, this is so great. You can't think of it. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking of? No, I'm just messing with They're you. They're like it's like a big gerbil. A dog. I'm getting in the Facebook comments. <laughs> Facebook, do you have my back here? They don't. What no, are no one's What are those you. things called? So so then, okay. So you get your you get your pack of gerbils and from Virginia, and you and then and then you're going to scuffle. Um, you're gonna take your. Then we're going to the Noog. To the oh, to the Noog. The Happy Noog year. So you're to gonna summer. bring your rabbits to the Southern Scuffle. Someone think guinea gonna, pig. Guinea yes, pig. Yes. yes, yes. Thank you, Daniel. Volna. Volna. Guinea pig. That's what they are. Okay. okay. You guys are best. Oh, wow. Chinchilla. Look chinchilla, at all these. Yeah. Not a chinchilla. <laughs> Not a hedgehog. You got to remember, they're like 30 seconds behind. Yep. Thank you, Jake Bronson. Wait, is that Jake the Snake? Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake the producer. Our producer is also in the Facebook comments saying chinchilla. Yeah. Someone should give Jake the Snake Slack access, too. Okay. <laughs> so we're going from Churchville to Chattanooga, Tennessee for the Noog. Happy Noog years. Yep. Then we're going to do that. 
then we're going to make the little drive back to Austin, Texas. Yeah. When you have to ship stuff. Well, mail exists. I know. I'm just... That's what's going to have to happen. Yeah. I don't think it's going to have to happen. I really don't. I would just pick up a trailer hitch on your Corolla, get a little small trailer, and then just wheel it back. Yeah. No problem. That would be fun. Yeah, maybe I will. Yeah. I think we can fit. I think it's a challenge. Um, we'll make it fit. So we're, doing, we're doing a similar road trip. We're starting yeah. out Fort Worth and then driving to Colorado Springs, we'll see a little family, drive up to South Dakota where Brittany's family's from. And then I'm flying to the Nug, flying back, and then – Back to South back. Dakota? Yeah, so that she can stay with the the kids can oh, stay with man. grandma and grandpa. I did that for a last few days. year. I went to Scuffle, flew back to West Virginia, and then drove, drove. back to Texas. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Well, mine's a, see, my y'all are doing crazy stuff. Mine's yeah. just a little, little, little tighter, a little more compact. This year we are staying right here. Yeah, we're just gonna That's have nice. We yeah. did that last year, except for the new. It was great. We're gonna have just similar trip, fewer rodents, but uh, <laughs> similar trip otherwise. That's funny. Oh, that was great. You couldn't think of it. <laughs> Did y'all know I was thinking of guinea pigs? No, no, I was just yelling no, random no. animals at you, so you couldn't think of it. That I think that's what messed me up. Yeah. <laughs> Dang guinea pig. Uh, okay, so that's that. Why would that I bring that up? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. But to to answer the question, yes, we I think we will qualify our men's freestyle weights at the Pan Am, uh, which is in March, mm-hmm. right? Yes. In Canada. So it's the weekend between conferences and NCAAs, Dang. which could present a challenge for guys like Sebastian Rivera, who oh, yeah. you know, are going to have to go there to qualify. That's what makes the whole 33 thing confusing to me. Cause like, so he's going to be at 33 all year long, go to 33, wrestle at Big Tens, then go to Pan Ams, make 57 kilograms, and a week later go to NCAAs and be at 33 again. Maybe that's easier than holding – 25 that whole time for him mm-hmm. at this point. I don't know. Okay. I'm looking at some of the other questions we got on Twitter. This one was really talked about on Twitter. Um, I was really from Pat Fetter. I was really hoping to hear the thoughts of the FRO crew yesterday on the Hall Cutler sequence that looked like it could have been a pinfall for Cutler. Well, can anyone explain? I didn't get to did watch it. Did you not see it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Bray, did you I see was, it? I, we were Vegas boys. Yeah. Okay. I did see it. I did. Yeah. I, I didn't did know if you saw it on Twitter it. or not. Yeah. Um, Color got in on a shot. Mark tried to dive between his legs and kind of got stuck on his back. Um, it was probably for more than a second, and the ref was kind of, I don't want to say out of position, but he wasn't in the best position to see um, if his shoulders were flat. I don't, I don't like a pin being called here, though. Yeah. Yeah. I know that a lot of people brought up the Marinelli McFadden. Like, if that was a pin, then this was a pin. Um, but. Ah, no. Yeah. You no. don't call a pin there. You could have, but should you have? I guess. I guess you, yeah. yeah. you could have. Jim yeah, Jaggers is like, if that was a pin for Lashaway, he was pinned four times. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. No, I, I agree. I don't, I don't want to I think, see, I I think if he pins called like that. Like, yeah. if he lays there for. Five seconds, call it. Sure. And he's just, like, chilling there. Yeah. But I don't know. I think if, if it had been called, there would be just as much conversation about, like, hey, that should not have been called a pin, right? So I got kicked out of the Glenvar uh, Invitational <laughs> in Virginia for arguing a pin call like that. So I'll obviously be uh, a little more sympathetic to the Mark Hall side here. I'm getting breaking uh, news from our from our correspondent, Daniel Roy Nomad Lobdell Jr., that uh, – Seabass will not be wrestling at the Pan Am qualifier. He's going to wait oh. till the last chance qualifier. Dang. So, just, well, he's just rolling in. the dice. It's just in. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Because you know 57 is going to be really tough. I like this question. Uh, Joe Gilpin, can a person win the Hodge without going to CKLV, Scuffle, or Midlands? For example, Anthony Kassar this year. Hmm. It is tough because quality of competition is a criteria, but hypothetically, if Kassar is like one of like two undefeated guys. He has a really high bonus rate. I think he's gonna be up for the discussion at the end of the year because I think he's gonna have a really high bonus rate. No one's gonna beat him. Right. Um, he does wrestle the Big Ten schedule. I just think I just think he's beyond the Hilger Cassiope, um, Par- even Paris tier. Yeah. Right. Um, That's just how I view him. I can't wait to watch him at Fort Worth. Yeah. I, th- I think he could really announce himself as a player. Someone I've been, I've been asked saying, too if if. Uh, I think we know, but on the senior level, senior level, he'll be 97 or heavy. Heavy. Heavyweight's yeah. the plan. Yep. Yeah. I like him at heavyweight, too. 
even though I'd love to watch him versus Snyder, I think I think he's a really tough, uh, really tough heavyweight. Brings a real wrinkle of athleticism and good skills. I'm I'm excited to see. Him. Remember, he made a junior world team back in 2015 or 14. Mm-hmm. Seems so yeah. long ago. Yeah, it was 2015. He got kind of got hurt in that in that tournament, so didn't medal. But um, his shoulder, you know, yeah, shoulder was shoulder was hurt. But yeah, now his shoulders it seems like it's all good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been. It seemed like it seemed like with Anthony, he was some where a lot of people didn't know about him, but like we were following wrestling very close. We're like, this guy could be pretty dang good. And then at, at some point, you're like, wait, he's just never gonna be healthy because like. It wasn't even just the Junior Worlds. He was, like, hurt before then and got hurt at Junior Worlds. Then he came back and got hurt, like, almost immediately after. Yeah. And you're like, man, it's just – it sucks, but his body's just not going to be able right. to do it. But then now it's seems strong. He's absolutely huge now. And Yeah. I would – I mean, I think I think given the construction of the Big Ten Conference, guys in the Big Ten can, can win a Hodge without, I think, wrestling in those big tournaments this year. I, d- I think there probably are years where – if your team, depending on where your team goes, like you may or may not have an opportunity to win the Hodge. I mean, I think back to 2004 when Emmett Wilson, who was an NAIA guy, won the Hodge. Yeah. Um, he, you know, it was it was a year where like he he wrestled at Montana State Northern, and they went to Midlands, and they went to I think CKLV, and he knocked off like all the top guys at 197 and all the top D1 guys, and and like you know it was really dominant, and so um, you know it was Man. something where you know you can go take it at some of those tournaments. So I remember who I forget who it was, but Travell absolutely smashed the. Ret- I think it was uh, Fox. Dustin Fox. It was Dustin Fox. He destroyed him. Yeah, I was like, oh my! I was like, who is this? Like yeah. I didn't know anything about Travell. And I remember going in that match, like, oh, this guy's pretty good. I'm like, whatever, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, waxed him. He, like, that was not close. Uh, someone's saying the Pan Am qualifiers, same weekend as Big Tens. Oh, so yeah, you definitely. Same weekend? Oh, okay. Wow. Well, because it's weird because Pan Am's, is, it does this thing where it's like the games and the championships or the qualifiers. They're the, like okay, back-to-back weeks. They're back-to-back weekends. Yeah. I remember Bon Rodriguez did both. The one <laughs> – he went wrestled light, and I think he wrestled like sixty five or seventy yeah. for yeah. the the week later, just for for kicks. So that was funny. Um, okay, so learning a little bit about that. I thought it was between, but it must be that I have the weeks flipped there. All right. Uh, anything else deep in the hard text before we get the heck out of here? Call it a weekend. That's we'll be back next Tuesday. Uh, can you commit to Tuesday? Committed. I'm verbally committed. He's verbally to appearing committed. on the show next Tuesday. Nomad will be here. Uh, he will not flip his commitment. Uh, and we hope you'll be here. We thank you guys so much. Uh, Jake, you can feel free to play us out. Thank you for listening to 438 episodes of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. We got Reno, Iron Man, a slew of duels this weekend. Make sure you check those yep. out. Chattanooga, Iowa State. Iowa State, Drexel, Long Island. And then you and I open on Saturday as well. Yeah, uh, only a couple more shopping days till till Christmas, so mm-hmm. make sure you're knocking those out. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.